stop the jibber-jabber. Don't be babbling like a fool. Say what you got to say. That's all. Then shut your dang pie hole. Would you look at that? <laughs> it's the usual suspect. Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to the Prepared Mind channel. It is a wacky Wednesday of SHTF. If I ever saw one, and and I think since uh, well since Cerveza Bug started, we've seen a lot of wacky Wednesdays in the world of SHTF. Now, I was, I was talking to Uman uh, prior to the show, and uh, I thought about something that, that, that was going on last week. Uh, or is it over the weekend, uh, Uman? I think it was over the weekend. And uh, it was watching Cannonball Run. It's an early 80s wacky movie about a race car across the United States of America with no speed limits. And the hero of the movie... Uh, tries coercing a young woman to go with him, Farrah Fawcett. The hero of the movie is Burt Reynolds, a, a notable movie hero from that era. And uh, so he kind of grabs the girl, throws her in his ambulance. They end up drugging her, knocking her out with wacky drugs, kidnapping her and towing her across multiple state lines. Today, what would they call it? They would say, oh my God, you're making a movie that is glamorizing and glorifying and making light of kidnapping women and drugging them and taking them across the state line, probably to, to uh, <clears throat> you know, sell them into the sex trades, right? They would not tolerate that movie today. In fact, now that we're talking about it, it will probably get canceled. Absolutely canceled. Uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> what was once a funny concept, not that anyone would ever try it, because they went and saw that movie and thought, that's a great idea. But uh, today, they would cancel that movie. They would say, that's not wacky. That's not funny. People are being kidnapped and hurt every day, and, and you're making fun of it. Meanwhile, the same people that would cancel Cannonball Run would invite your children, your grandchildren, your kindergartners, your toddlers to go to a drag queen show and then and they would think it was cute if your your little crumb crunchers went and, and rubbed the crotch of the nearest drag queens, or if they went topless, they think that's just cute and fine. And if your kid came home and said, Yeah, I want some puberty blockers and I want to change my gender and change my name and change my attitude and change my <laughs> right, they'd be like, Oh, what an enlightened young toddler. We think this is morally fine, it's justifiable. That's a great idea. But that wacky cannonball movie, we won't have any of that kind of shit. <laughs> Stupid shit, I tell you. Hey, get your questions down below. Uman is on the case today. He's back with the blue wrench and the mighty button of power that puts people's words on the screen. If you have a question, a comment, a statement, you have some history, you have a quote from a very famous smart person, or a very famous stupid person, 
whatever you've got. If you want to reflect on history or predict the future, if you are on the Prepared Mind channel, live at the club or live at Subscribestar, you get to talk with me. We all get to talk together and go over the day's events. Day's events. So get those questions in. And now we're going to get it on. Let's see what we see. Well, looking into the future, I see more problems with energy. More problems with energy. I, I tell you what, Joe Biden got pissed off today because reporters actually got to ask him questions, their own questions. And they were like, dude, are you releasing oil from the strategic reserves? Because in less than a month, is an election, and it's politically expedient for you to release oil in order to try and drive prices down at the pump. And he's like, no, no, it's not. Let me take a drink of my drink, and we'll discuss this further. Last month, two months ago, Jackass Joe was releasing oil from the strategic reserve, but it wasn't coming to the market. It was going to China. China. Yes, indeed, folks, it was going to China. Right now, though, federal prosecutors say they have enough information that they think that they can indict Trump, that they can prosecute Trump for whatever the hell they think they can prosecute him for. Meanwhile, the FBI on this hand over here has so much information on Hunter working with China and Russia and working all his little deals that tie Hunter to the Biden cartel. But they're not going to do anything with that. They're just trying to come up with something to get Trump. And it's not that Trump is Ronald Reagan, right? And by the way, Ronald Reagan was once a Democrat. Did you guys know that? Way, way back, Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. Now, when are we talking about? Are we talking about back in the 60s when John F. Kennedy was the president? Yeah, something like that. And if any of you are smart enough, quick enough with your fingers, get out there and look. When was Reagan a Democrat and when did he convert to conservatism? <laughs> it's a wacky question, isn't it? One of the greatest or shall I say, most beloved presidents of all time, the Gipper, Ronald Reagan, he became a Republican. And if you listen to his old speeches, folks, you can go back and listen to Ronald Reagan, the once famous celebrity actor. He was like, he was actually, his nickname was the Errol Flynn of B-movies. He's kind of like the Jean-Claude Van Damme of action figures. It's like, yeah, he's out there and famous, but no one knows what he's done. Anyways, Ronald Reagan, right? If you listen to his speeches, the man articulates his thoughts, his comments, his suggestions, his, his quips, everything very smart. Listen to politicians today. It's not even close. Anyways, uh, if you listen to John F. Kennedy, JFK, if you listen to his speeches, he was a Democrat also up until that time he took a bullet through the brain and then he quit being anything. All right, Uman says Reagan changed to Republican in 1962. He did it, 
He did it one year prior to uh, JFK taking that bullet in the head. Anyways, uh, if, if you listen to Kennedy today, you would think he was a staunch right-wing extremist because of his policies. Right? Ask not what your country will do for you, but what you can do for your country. Right? That guy. Today, it's like, no, no, don't do a fucking thing. Ask Joe Biden to do it all for you. And uh, and there you go. You know, it's a, it's a whole different world, folks. Back when people were self-reliant. Democrat policies, folks, of the 1960s were so far to the left that Republicans called them communists back then. I mean, you listen to them. They don't... <laughs> It's incredible. What they're doing today, folks, is so far off the hook. It is uh, unimaginable. Unbelievable. All right. Ooh, man, we've got to, we've got to, uh, <clears throat> we've got to fix our system. Whatever this the system is, Jolene didn't get the notifications out, but that's okay. We're going to go at it anyways. Anyways, Biden. Irritated, pissed off at reporters because they're asking real questions. Back when Reagan was president, anytime they asked questions, he had answers for them. Right? The bombing starts in five minutes. That was a great one. You know, it was a it was a joke, it was humor, it was satire. Right? If you if you messed with an intelligent person in politics, they would have a zinger of a response. Right? Trump was pretty good at it. It's a little more coarse, uh, a little more callous, if you will. Uh, but he would not let these comments go by. Now Biden just gets mad and shakes his fist at the camera. And, no, no. <laughs> right. And if you're a, a Democrat, you don't even you don't even want to uh, you don't even want to debate anymore. Now, in, in Arizona, there is a very contentious race for the governor's seat. Carrie Lake, the Republican, is a former news personnel, like a former anchor at a, at a television station. So she's actually pretty quick on her feet. But you would think, well, news anchor, mainstream media, shouldn't she be kind of a leftist? Well, apparently not. Something woke up on her. She got red pilled or some shit, and, and she's been just a, a firebrand. I'm not too sure I like the fact that she is... Uh, uh, bringing Tulsi Gabbard into the campaign trail. But I understand the political points she can gain with that. And I, it's political expediency, but I sure hope it doesn't have anything to do with her policy. Anyways, um, Democrats now, they either get mad, run away, and they're certainly refusing to debate. So Carrie Lake wants her competitor Katie Hobbs, right, who is a two-time caught, dyed-in-the-wool racist, right? She will not debate. So now she's been calling her a chicken. Folks, this is right up there with liar, liar, pants on fire, and sticks and stones will break my bones, and force field, and I'm rubber, you're glue, right? All of those things is calling her a chicken. I think it's appropriate she will not respond. She will not debate. She will not talk to reporters, this Katie Hobbs. So now uh, Carrie Lake supporters right, are dressing like chickens 
and going to rallies and antagonizing and taunting Democrats and everyone else and making everyone laugh. I don't know how this race for governor in Arizona can even remotely be close. I don't get it. I, I cannot understand how anyone is even thinking Katie Hobbs is going to win. Right? A corrupt, lying, little racist POS, Katie Hobbs. Anyways, I, I think it's great that they're teasing her, calling her a chicken. I'm waiting for that. In fact, it was, um, there was somewhere. It's, it's eluded me. It is now illegal. Oh, Brazil, down in Brazil. It's now illegal to criticize uh, Juan Bolsonaro's competitor, right? You can't make fun of him. You can't say anything negative about him. Uh, folks, the socialists, either in America or I should say both in America and around the world, the socialists, they are not happy with free speech. They do not like being criticized. They don't like being put on the spot. And they do not like being expected to answer questions. Unbelievable where this world is going, folks. It is wacky as hell. Absolutely whacked out. All right. Get your questions in to Uman. And I want to thank Mr. T for putting this one together. You know, what me worry. <laughs> There's the mad comic himself. You know, we've got a lot to worry about. That's for sure. With what is going on. I mean, get this. First, get your question into Uman. Question, comment, history, quote. Statement, joke, just give me the good punchline. Anyways, get that into Uman down below, and we'll get you up in the second half of the show. But speaking of, you know, just ridiculous stuff, antics, Biden's energy advisor, the dude's name is Amos Hochstein. Now you heard me right, Hochstein. He went on CNN to put out uh, El Presidente's uh, energy ideas when they've been running this one all day. I've heard this this idea floated a few times. And the, uh, the Clintons actually got really famous for floating trial balloons in the media. You know, there'd be something going on and they'd be like, well, let's try and see if the public buys this bullshit. And they would float it, trial balloon, right? And they'd go up and people would either love it or they wouldn't. Well, they would just float trial balloon after trial balloon until something, you know, hit. Another way to describe that is taking a handful of shit and throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks. And whatever sticks, you go with it. Well, <clears throat> we have an oil issue, an energy issue here in America. The Middle East is saying, F you, Joe. They're saying, fuck Joe Biden. They're saying, let's go, Brandon. They're screaming it from Saudi Arabia and, and uh, the United Arab Emirates. They're screaming, let's go, Brandon. And so now Joe is releasing oil from the strategic reserves. Why? Not for political expediency, not to try and get people to think it's okay to vote for him. Yeah, we're not buying that one, right? They've screwed it up and they've done it intentionally. So now what they're trying to say is this is a good thing. It's good. It's, it's a good program to limit oil production. And so the fools and fanatics that are, sucking up to Biden and his uh, energy advisor. They say, why? And he says, it's to accelerate the transition. 
first off, anytime I hear the word transition now, you know, that transition from what? Male to female, female to male? Or are we talking about transitioning to something else, right? Everything's a tranny now. In fact, in the automotive world, right, a transmission, you know, used to be nicknamed a tranny. Hey, get that uh, Turbo 350 tranny over here, eh? Right? Get that C6 tranny, eh? No, no. Now you're like, eh. Uh, get the transmission torque device. No one says tranny anymore. I'm sure of it. Unless they want to make people uncomfortable. Hey, look out. That tranny's about to poke you in the ass. Don't back up. <laughs> I'm sure the tranny jokes are flying. <clears throat> Unless you have, uh, you know, Democrat mechanics. I'm like, hey, that's serious business. My aunt, uncle transitioned years ago. Anyways, back to CNN. Back to the president's mouthpiece. He says it's better that we limit oil production to accelerate the transition. And so my question is, transition to what? What transition? From civilization to chaos? Is that the transition you want? Because that's the direction you're going in. Reduce oil. Reduce energy to accelerate the transition to what the great reset yeah it certainly looks like it klaus schwab of the world economic forum the davos douches themselves they want the great reset they wrote books on the great reset folks this is a huge shtf red flag this is a huge are you prepared red flag this flag is so red, it makes the communist and the, the Soviet Union flags pale in comparison. That's what a huge red flag this is. We're going to accelerate the transition. Why do we need to accelerate a transition? From what to what? This is a red flag of SHTF, folks. Now, I, I know that they're like, yeah, we're going to go to the electric vehicle revolution. Folks, it's unsupportable. It is unsustainable. The electric vehicle program, the EV program and push that they're talking about accelerating the transition to. Who can afford an electric vehicle? They jump from 40 to 60 to $80,000. Well, if you can't afford gas, then you just go buy an EV, right, Pete Buttigieg? It's kind of funny, actually, how Pete, Looks quite a bit like Alfred E. Newman. Hmm. Think about it, folks. Think about it. <laughs> folks, it's unsupportable and it's unsustainable on many levels. Now, I know the key, the solution for all of our electricity problems is nuclear energy. It's clean. It's green. It's good long-term. They even know how to deal with the, the nuclear, they, they want to call it nuclear waste, the excess, un, uh, shall we say, depleted uranium. Depleted uranium, they have a purpose for it now. But still, getting the Biden administration and the government to actually do what's needed. They say they want to accelerate the transition. They say they want to have an EV revolution, yet they do nothing to create the energy that's going to be required, right? For every uh, BTU of energy, 
that's needed to heat water, to turn turbines, to turn generators, to send power down power lines and charge cars. For every BTU you take from oil that goes into automobiles to burn and run down the road, you've got to replace that with electricity created by something. So it's unsustainable. There's not enough battery metals. Everything's made out of metal. Aluminum, steel, cobalt, nickel, cadmium, lithium, silver, copper. All of these metals, folks, have to come from somewhere. And there's not enough of them to accelerate the transition and replace every internal combustion engine car with one of these EVs. Now, I have to tell you, I really enjoy an electric bike ride. I know people that have those little scooters. It's like a skateboard with a stick on it and they're electric. That's probably what the world can afford. But the way they're pushing it, folks, it's unsupportable, it's unsustainable, it's undoable, and it's going to fail. Right? The accelerated transition is going to be from first world nation to third world nation. That's where they're taking America. The Great Reset is going to screw us all over. Well, I'm wondering, do you have an opinion on that? Do you care? What do you think? What's on your mind, folks? What's on your mind? I mean, it is a wacky Wednesday for me. And it is, I mean, truly wacky. Thank you, man. <laughs> These people are whacked out of their minds. Get this. The NHL, that's the National Hockey League. They've apologized. Right, John, John, why did they apologize? Well, they said that its workforce is comprised of 84% white people. National Hockey League, folks, half the teams are in Canada. The other half are in America. But 84% of its workforce is white. That is terrible. So it is going to launch. The NHL is going to launch a program to increase its diversity. Can you believe that? Isn't that amazing? But wait a minute. I just want you to think. I just want you to think. Guess what? In the United States of America, the African-American population is 13% of the population. When you look at an NFL team, would you say that roughly one in 10 players is black? No, it's probably a little higher, isn't it? What about Major League Baseball? Is one in 10 players black? Or is it better represented there? How about basketball? You might say that there's one in 10 players that are white, <laughs> right? Now the Hockey League, National Hockey League says, whoa, ho, ho, hey. Well, I would say that if it's 84% white, then it is 16% black. Black Americans, they're overrepresented. Isn't that great? But hey, it's even worse or even better, depending on your perspective. In Canada, the uh, African-American or African-Canadian population is, I think, 3.5%. That's fascinating, isn't it? And they are have 16% on their sports teams? <laughs> this is more stupid shit, folks. This is laughable, right? Anyone can learn to play any sport 
and apply their skills to it and work really hard and get into sports, right, at any level, uh, whether you're going to be a player, a coach, work for the administration of the team, you know, in the management. There's so much out there. No one is stopping anyone, but the NHL is apologizing. You know what the NHL should apologize for? The same thing that that the NBA, <laughs> the NFL, and Major League Baseball, they should all apologize. There are not enough Asians. That's right. There's not enough Asians and Asian Americans playing baseball, basketball, or football. They are well underrepresented. I mean, just China alone, folks, is 1.4 billion people on the planet. Right? Plus other Asian nations. Why are they so underrepresented? I think the NHL better apologize for not having enough Asians. Right? Is the NBA, should it apologize for not having enough Asians? Uh, it's, it's stupid. I mean, once you turn it on its head, we see how wacky and whacked out it is. But folks, that's the world we live in. Kind of like pointing out the movie Cannonball Run and going, oh, we can't have uh, kidnapping a woman and drugging her, uh, tying her to a gurney in an ambulance and driving her across the country against her will. That's not funny. But break out the drag queens and trannies and run around with them in front of people swinging their genitals in their face, claiming that they're not genitals. I'm really a woman. I mean, give me a, give me a, give me a fucking break. I mean, speaking of whacked out, Bill Gates. That's right, folks. Microsoft, Bill Gates. Is he talking about computers? No. <laughs> no computers. Bill Gates says that the European energy crisis is good. What freaking world is it good when there's an energy crisis? Folks, do you have food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense? I sure hope so, because these fucking people are out of their minds. It's good to wag your dick in front of a child's face and say, well, I'm a drag queen. It's cool. It's good to tell children, take puberty blockers so you can uh, forestall puberty. Because you need to decide for yourself what your gender is going to be. And they don't know what the long-term consequences of the health are going to be. They do know that they're stunting the growth of young boys and girls by screwing with their hormones. They think these are all great ideas, folks. And they also think that an energy crisis is good. Biden is like, well, it's going to accelerate the transition. <laughs> okay, more transitioning going on. Bill Gates says the energy crisis is good as people are now getting very cold. It is so cold that they're already burning their trash and horse shit. Literally burning horse pucky, road apples in Europe. And folks, we haven't even got to winter yet. The energy crisis in Europe says Bill Gates is good. People are going to freeze to death, folks. Their government's already told them, we'll just wear more sweaters. There's your fucking answer, right? Now, Bill Gates says it's good. Okay, Bill, are you going to join them? Are you going to go to your mansion in Europe? Are you going to sit down for dinner like the rest of European people and eat bugs, crickets, Mealworms, cockroaches. 
is Bill Gates going to turn off his heat for the winter and wear a bunch more turtlenecks? Is Bill Gates going to suffer with the rest of Europe and the United States as well as the rest of the world? Because, you know, an energy crisis is good. These people are nuts, folks. I think wacky is really complimentary in a lot of ways. You know, it's unbelievable. Bill Gates, right? Unbelievable, right? Here, here's, uh, he's, he's touting his energy ventures, climate technology, basically a carbon tax. He said, people did get a little optimistic about how quickly the transition could be done. Without the Russian natural gas being available in Europe, it's a setback. Right? He's ridiculous. We need to find non-Russian hydrocarbon sources to substitute for those. <laughs> Where are they going to find it? You see, Biden has shut down hydrocarbon. The hydrocarbon, folks, is technical for oil and natural gas. But you notice the word carbon is still in it. Hydrocarbons. They've screwed everything up in Russia. They're like, yeah, well, now, and remember when we heard this? Well, it's an opportunity for the rest of the world to supply Europe its gas and its energy needs. But this is really where Bill Gates says it's good for the long run. Quote, on the other hand, it's good for the long run because people won't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas, so they'll move to these new approaches more rapidly. What new approaches? Some, some places are burning more coal again. Other places are saying, well, we're just going to shut down businesses. This is not a transition into prosperity, folks. This is a transition into hardship and economic depression. I could have never predicted, never predicted that they would take this route and then try and sell us on the idea that suffering and sucking, right, is a good idea. <sighs> Gates wrote this. <laughs> Thank you, man. Get your questions in, folks. Gates says this, quote, I don't think the market by itself can press reset on an entire economy in just a few decades. We need a plan to speed the process up. Are you fucking kidding me? We need a plan? Well, you don't need a plan. You need a Biden. You don't need a plan. You need the World Economic Forum. You don't need a plan. All you need to do to speed the process up is just turn off the valves so no oil and energy and gas comes through. Shut down all the pipelines. Blow up the pipelines. Shut down the drilling. Destroy new pipeline construction. That's precisely what's happened, folks, between Russian energy, European energy, American energy, and Canadian energy. They're doing just that. They're speeding the fuck up out of the process. But you and I, hey, we're okay. We're in America, right? Tonight, we're going to have a nice dinner. Tomorrow, if we want, we can go fill our gas tank on our vehicle. It's just going to cost us a lot more money. Unbelievable, folks. It really is. Unbelievable. The wackiness. The absolute wackiness. Let's do this. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more topics. 
But I want to get and see what's on your mind. Get your questions in, folks. Make me work the problem with you. What's on your mind? Let's talk about it. Let's get to the Q&A. Are you ready? All righty. Uh, Uman, you're in control of the questiones. We're going to start with Christine Bihana. And she says, I don't trust Tulsi, meaning Tulsi Gabbard, uh, former representative, uh, Democrat from the state of Hawaii, former Democrat presidential candidate, uh, that Tulsi. Uh, Christine says, I like most of her, but she has voted yes for every gun control measure that came across her desk. Also remember the D's need to run as R's. That's right, folks. In order to get voted for, Democrats are, well, they register as Republicans. And then they push their socialist program into the Republican Party. Well, I'll vote for your other rights and stuff like that, but we need to get more social spending. And so that's what the Democrats have done by becoming Republicans. I mean, literally, how can you side with Democrats unless you've sold out? to Democrats. Mitch McConnell, Turtles McConnell, how does he get to be the most powerful man in the in the Republican Senate? The guy is a screaming liberal socialist. He makes John F. Kennedy look like John Quincy Adams. <clears throat> Anyways, that, that's correct. I, I really, I mean, Tulsi, she's articulate. She's a veteran. She's attractive to look at. And I say to those three things, so fucking what? Right? I don't care if she can speak well and she looks good on camera and, and she has a, a, a record of service. Her ideas are socialist. And I am not a socialist. Now, years ago, folks, years ago, in the beginning of my, my professional career in construction, I worked for, I can't say his name because it's a very famous name, but he is a contractor. And he said, uh, you know, as you get older, you become more liberal. And, and, and some people I knew made fun of him because he was such a staunch conservative. And I was like, well, how can a staunch conservative say you become more liberal with age? And I just basically figured it's you just want someone else to take care of shit for you. I mean, literally, I would, I would love it if, if my kids had millions of dollars and they said, dad, dad. Look, man, you've worked your ass off your whole life. You've done great. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put you on a little shack on the beach, and you can just chill, man, chill. Like that, that I could trust my kids. I guess I would hope if anyone I could trust, it would be my kids. But I'm not gonna trust the government. I'm not gonna trust the government to take care of my medical needs. I'm not gonna trust the government to take care of my financial needs. I'm not gonna trust the government to take care of my food needs. Right, first thing they do is cut your medicine, right? Then put you in some sort of uh, uh, shit-ass housing, and then they're going to feed you bugs for dinner. And then they're going to cut the electricity. Don't trust them for that. Crazy. Anyways, that's what a socialist would do for you. Look what's happening to Europe. Europe, folks, is not like America. 
Europe doesn't have a constitution defining the rights of the people. I mean, in all of history, I just bitch slapped every other country through all history right off the fucking map. Bam! Feel my heat. There's been no other form of government that in its charter, in its rules, in its compact, it says the government will not do this and it will not do that. And the rights of the people will be respected. And they have the right to do this and the right to do that. And then free speech and worship as they will. And they have the right to guns, lots of guns, as many guns as they want. And all the ammo they can stack. And all the spam and tuna fish they can put in their bunker. <laughs> right? No other country has ever had that. This country had enough shit thrown at them in 1776. They said, F you. We don't need government. What we need is government to deal with other governments and government to leave us alone at home. Crazy stuff, folks. Crazy stuff. <clears throat> I do not want the American experience to go away. And I certainly don't want to hear it's an American experiment. I'm sorry. It's not a fucking experiment. It is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. The only experiment has been is dabbling in socialism, and it's done nothing but hurt this country. Now, there is something else that hurts this country, and it's racism. I'm not woke, folks. Don't, don't worry about me, right? I'm not woke, but racism hurts this country. Racism is the belief that you're superior to someone else and that you can, you know, I guess, treat them badly, put them down, hurt them, steal from them, etc. Who is it that uses racist comments, racist ideas, racist thoughts, racist words? Who is it? That would be the Democrat Party, folks. Especially with black Americans. They're extremely racist. Well, oh, we heard just the other day, just last week. Uh, we heard the uh, politician from California, and she is uh, Hispanic, and she made very disparaging remarks that were racist, and she's a Democrat. Well, <clears throat> Herschel Walker, famed Georgia college football hero, famed NFL football star, friend of President Trump, right, very well-educated, very articulate, very nice gentleman. Anyone who's ever met him, they seem to like him a lot. Isn't that interesting how that works? If you're a nice person, people like you. Well, he showed up. He did a campaign stop. Basically, he was pointing out how his, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, rival candidate was busy kicking people out of their houses. Right? Remember uh, <clears throat> who, his, who his opponent is? I'm waiting for it, waiting for it. <laughs> I can never remember this guy's name. Anyways, <clears throat> a Democrat showed up and started shouting at Herschel Walker. And he said of Herschel, he said, he's a joke. 
He tap dances. He's a house. Mm. Really, folks, why would you do that? Why would you shout that at Herschel Walker? Why would you shout it at anyone? Right? They keep making racial slurs. They keep pushing. Right? The dude's name, by the way, was Maceo or Maceo Fletcher. They make racism their program, the Democrats do. They claim they're trying to fix the problem, when in fact they're just making things worse. Unbelievable. All right, let's do this. Let's get to your questions, your comments. Ooman says, Yankee Watchdog is next. The bonehead that ran against Lauren Boebert in the Republican Colorado primary now supports the Democrat running against her in the general election. Once again, we go right to it. Folks, we're closing in on the elections, and I'm glad you keep steering things right back at that. That's right. Someone tried defeating Lauren Boebert in the Republican primary, and when he got his ass handed to him by little Lauren, well, he's now supporting the Democrat. Uh, that sounds a lot like Liz Cheney in Wyoming. She's, she actually, right after she got her ass kicked as a Republican, right, in Wyoming, then she went and tried <laughs> campaigning for Katie Hobbs in Arizona, as if, as if anyone in Arizona would give a shit about Liz Cheney and what she has to say. But we are seeing this more and more and more, and that is people claiming to be Republicans running for office, and if they don't get in it, then they just go and start supporting the Democrats. It's exactly who they are and what they are, and they're not fooling us. Right? You can look at the track record uh, of all of these people if they've run in politics before. Right? It's incredible, folks. It's absolutely incredible. Now, I want to look at a state like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has a, a Senate seat coming up for election between either Dr. Oz, the Republican, or John Fetterman, the evil Uncle Fester. I mean, that's the best this country has. I am no great Dr. Oz fan, right? He's just Dr. Oz. He's famous. I mean, he got Trump to support him, I believe, but who gives a shit? Is that the best that this country And Never mind the fact that Arlen Specter, who has been a Republican from uh, Pennsylvania for, what, like 50 fucking years in the Senate, he's the one who came up with the magic bullet theory. The magic bullet theory, folks, on the Warren Commission. The magic bullet theory was that the uh, <clears throat> second bullet that was fired hit both President Kennedy and Governor Connolly of Texas seven different times in seven different places. The same bullet taking several seconds to get all of this work done. Performing mid-air acrobatics, this magic bullet did all of this damage and then ended up without a scratch on it, you know, laying on a gurney, the magic bullet, Arlen Specter, Pennsylvania. Now, I've got to tell you, folks, when my family showed up in the early 1700s, they sailed up the Chesapeake Bay, right, jumped off the boat, and William Penn said, indentured servants, that way to Pennsylvania, right? You're going to carve a nation out of the wilderness, Um 
maybe that's why my family left Pennsylvania. They're like, ah, there's something in the water here. <laughs> really, folks, I love Pennsylvanians, but gee, many crickets. Can you get a decent fucking senator candidate? And I think that's just part of the system, folks. It needs to be revamped. We need to get more of you and me telling the local political party we want real Republicans, real Americans, America firsters. We want candidates in our party who say, make America great again. Not, let's accelerate the transition to third world status. Unbelievable. Okay, oh man, what do we got next? We got Mikey G. And he says, has the purpose of Russia's new satellite been determined? Maybe another satellite killer. Well, that's just it. It really is hard to know. It's hard to know what is going on. Russia has a new satellite. China's been putting satellites up in orbit. <laughs> and North Korea is still sending rockets into the ocean. Oh, that poor little guy up there, oh, Kim Jong-un. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Russia. But what I do know is something I talked about earlier today. And that is that, well, we had some GPS issues down by Fort Hood, Texas. What could have caused that? What could cause GPS to go down? GPS is typically um, uh, worked with via cell towers. Cell towers, triangulating. Could that be what it is? I think everything now is going to be weaponized, folks. Everything is going to be weaponized. They weaponize schools. They weaponize uh, business. They weaponize the banking system. And that's just the civilian side, folks. What else do they weaponize? All right. Certainly satellites are weaponized. In fact, movies are laid out that way. So we'll see, there's that comedy movie. And I'll have to think about whether or not that one uh, should be canceled. The company uh, Spies Like Us, right? Weather satellites are actually spy satellites. And then there was, uh, let's see, a Real Genius. It was about turning a, a would-be weather satellite into a laser, you know, space-based laser weapon. Anyways, yeah, anything that goes up, folks, is weaponized. Take uh, the Starlink program with Elon Musk, for example. Do you think he's really spending his own money? Or do you think the government's paying him to use his Starlink system to help Ukraine? Either way, a communication system has now been weaponized. It's being used by the military in Ukraine. It's fascinating, though, how quickly, folks, how quickly you can turn a civilian tool into a military weapon. And it's also how interesting how quickly it can be taken away. I wonder this. How quickly can they be hacked? If Iran can hack a U.S. drone flying over its territory, can nations intercept, hack, and take control of satellites? Can nations intercept, hack, and take control of weaponized satellites? Kind of hard to know, isn't it? Kind of scary stuff. All righty, oh man, who do we have rolling in next? We've got Heidi, 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 Heidi. Hey, Heidi, thank you again for your continuing words 
of encouragement and, and kindness. Uh, folks, Heidi is, uh, is a stellar example of just a nice human being, a good American. Why can't everyone I meet be like Heidi? <laughs> uh, she says, oh man, is someone hacking the GPS system? Or is it the magnetic pole shift messing with the system? Or maybe both? John, what do you think? I think it's aliens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the uh, if it's the the pole magnetic pole shift. I don't know if it's um, solar. Uh, what do you call those sunspots or uh, um, coronal mass ejection (CME)? Could it be an EMP, folks? Now, the very first James Bond movie that came out actually addressed this topic. Well, very similarly. It was uh, Dr. No, with Sean Connery starring as James Bond. And Dr. No, on his island in the Caribbean, was using signals to topple and uh, interrupt communication between America, or you could say NASA, and the missiles they were launching. And this movie was made, folks, in 1961. And it was at the very beginning of the space race, right? We weren't launching people into space at that time. They were just figuring out how to launch rockets. Anyway, so that's what the movie was about, using signals to interfere with and, right, screw things up for the other guys. Interesting how, let's see, 61, so 71, 81, 91, 2001, 2011, 21, 61 years later, after that film, the idea is still out there. Using technology to screw with your enemies. That's what I believe it is. I believe this is, uh, uh, in my opinion, it's an attack. It could be China. It could be Russia. It could be space-based. It could be terrestrially based. It's certainly more than likely involving hacking, you know, using the internet to screw with the GPS system. In any event, none of it's good because our system, our world now relies on such things as discussed in the former video. All right, man, what do we got next there, good buddy? Who is up? Who has a question? And it's Uman himself. But he's putting it out there. He says, interesting, they can find where a complex global cyber attack comes from uh, when they want, in a matter of hours, but they can't find a source of the GPS problem. You sound like an incurable cynic. <laughs> right. I remember when, uh, let's see, some supposed airplanes uh, traveling at supposedly 500 miles per hour, bullshit, slammed into the Twin Towers and brought them down, but before they crumbled, folks, before they hit the ground, they were already accusing Osama bin Laden. They knew that fast, folks. Now, remember this also, that after the uh, <clears throat> planes hit the towers, their passports, unsinged, unscathed, fluttered down through the air from those great heights. And they found uh, the passports of the bad guys. Amazing stuff. Absolutely amazing. And the American people bought it. And the mainstream media kept throwing it out there. 
hoax after hoax after hoax, lie after lie after lie. And Nikki says, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> okay, folks, I'm not saying it's aliens that's doing this thing to the GPS, but it's aliens. <laughs> uh, hoax after hoax after hoax, folks. You know, I talked about the NHL and their and their uh, you know their we're, we're gonna we're gonna diversify more. You know, it's just it's this whole race thing is off the hook. You know, I, I spend so much time with minorities, and uh, what do I care? I don't give a shit if they're nice people. They're nice people. Anyways, the the hate hoaxes continue. Uh, a an investigation was used. Imagine this, an investigation discovered the answer to a problem. Uh, unlike the GPS problem, which they can't figure out, even though they could figure out, you know, Osama bin Laden. But they actually did an investigation and found out that an airman, that's right, folks, an Air Force person is called an airman, fabricated racist text messages from his supervisor. Why? Right, it's more divide and conquer. Everything is weaponized now, folks. Race has been weaponized. Oh yeah, <clears throat> unbelievable. Why this is continuing uh, to be a problem, right? We've got your your Jesse Smollett's pulling a hate hoax. You got your Bubba Wallace pulling his shit. It's just it's continuing to happen and happen and happen, right? But this guy was claiming that he got racist text messages. And that he was being discriminated against by his uh, tech sergeant, which just means sergeant. I mean, to call him a tech sergeant, how cool is that, right? It's not very cool. Anyways, the hate hoaxing needs to stop. The bullshit needs to stop. Investigations do work, but only if the powers that be want them to work. That is, they want to know the truth and get it out there and use it to make the world a better place. But they don't seem to want to make the world a better place, folks. They don't. Uh, in Vermont, a school district has suspended a coach who is also the father of one of the girls. Uh, <clears throat> right? His coaching duties with the uh, school soccer team were terminated. Folks, uh, why? Because he was using a male pronoun to refer to a transgender student that he was defending his daughter from, right? Because this guy wanted to be in the girls' locker room. Yeah, folks, we're in that room now, that wacky Wednesday room. That's where we're at. We're in that place, a place of asinine stupidity, right? Imagine having a 14-year-old daughter, folks. Do you think she would be happy or uncomfortable about a biological male, a.k.a. a male, a man, a boy, using the girls' locker room while she was changing, right? And folks, the Orange Southwest School District Superintendent Lane Millington announced that Travis Allen, the girls' soccer ball coach, was suspended without pay. How dare you use a pronoun that wasn't accepted? Now get this, folks. I mean, literally. Five years ago, nobody would have accepted the demands to call someone by a pronoun of their choice, whether or not the person demanding uh, to be obeyed was dressed like a man or a woman or somewhere in between. 
right? The, the illogical, immoral, off-the-hook stupidity is just that, folks. It's off-the-hook and it's wacky. I refuse to accept their fantasy world as reality. It is not good, right, to screw us out of our energy, our oil, our electricity. It's not good. None of that's good. It's not good to feed us bugs. It's not good to pit us against each other uh, with racial antagonism. It's not good to lie to us. None of this is good, folks. I don't accept their fantasy world. I don't. Yeah. Prove me wrong, leftists, if you want to identify as something. How about if you do this? Identify as a lion. Go live with a, a, a pride of lions in Africa for one month and then get back to me. And then we can talk about identifying as something and being accepted by it. We can talk about nature and social constructs. Just give me one month, you living in a, with a pride of lions. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have a colorful discussion when you get back. You probably wouldn't get back unless you showed up in a shoebox full of lion shit. Little bones and sprinkles and shit. All right, oh man, do we have someone left here? What, who am I missing? It's Mikey G. And he says, between Jim Jones' juiced, injured people and the starving masses, retribution will happen. That's why the rich and the famous are hiring mercenaries. You bet the rich, the famous, they're bugging out. They have bug out properties and bunkers. And they hire private security firms, mercenaries. Mercenaries, folks, with guns to protect them. Well, mercenaries have always been around, right? Young guns, guns for hire, uh, soldiers of fortune. They've always been there. You know, there's always someone for hire, kind of like policemen that swear an oath, take an oath to the U.S. Constitution to defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right, to obey it, and then they don't. Right. Who can you trust? Right? You can trust yourself. Everyone else you need to be a little bit careful of. Right? You may think you have a great friend one day, and the next day he may just uh, insult the shit out of you. Right, oh man? You just never know, folks. You can care about someone incredibly, tremendously, and they'll crap all over you. Well, we're seeing it with government, and then we're seeing it with mercenaries who completely ignore other people's rights and for a couple of bucks will kill someone. I mean, and, and they know. You bet your ass they know. The people that guard Bill Gates, they know what a fucking turd he is. The people that guard right, politicians... They know they're guarding a bunch of assholes. And guess what, folks? It wouldn't surprise me if these people that guard these rich, wealthy assholes, they don't just go, you know, there's, let's see, there's 10 guys on my security detail. And we're protecting those two rich assholes and their four kids. Now, how hard would it be to just take what they have and make it our stuff? Their stuff is now our stuff. We're going to see a lot of that. It wouldn't surprise me, folks, if we see all kinds of craziness. And this is, it's going to be a wacky world in SHTF.
yeah, people are going to turn on others. They're going to turn on the Constitution. We're going to crap all over each other. That's why you have to be very careful. Do your best. You never know who is going to do or say what to you. Do your very best. Be prepared for the very worst. Because chance favors the prepared mind. Is yours. And if you see any of these guys, folks, if you see any of these guys from this police lineup, right, you need to be very, very careful of them as well. You just do. It just makes sense. Chance favors the prepared mind, folks, is yours. Semper Fi, Godspeed, and I'll see you, Zero Dark 30, tomorrow.